That's fine. Hey, hey, we should do an intro. No, we shouldn't. How will they know we're the theater boys? They'll just know, okay? And welcome back, friends and foes, to the amazing podcast. That is. The Theater Boys! <laughs> I think that worked out pretty well. We get way too excited about this. Yeah. This uh, week's movie is yet another streaming platform's movie. Prey. On Hulu? On Hulu. On Hulu. Yes. Very good. We thought for the longest time it was the girl, the main character was the actress from Parks and Rec. It is not. Turns out she's not. No. Yeah, so no. we were throw that one out the window because they look very similar, but it's not the same. Uh, but yeah, movie starts out, little Indian village, going through Indian life, going through some hunts, nice brother-sister dynamic going on, familial dynamic, yep. very a nice establishing characters and such, the world, a lot of panoramas, yeah, hiking really over mountains. Shops, all the little wildlife things. Really nice, just kind of like set the tone. I believe they're in the the Coda region of the United States, mm-hmm. North or South Dakota area. Yeah. Um, just, just you know, what what did it say? Seventeen oh six. Yeah. Something like, like that was the year. Yeah. The, the French were there for early uh, backdrop. Early eighteenth century. Yeah, and uh, very very nice. Yeah. Uh, just set up for the movie. Very kind of just like as you would expect things to be. Um, you are introduced to the main character and her brother, and her. Big brother's kind of, like, watching over her, making sure she doesn't get hurt kind of deal. Like, uh, he's, like, the tough guy, but also, like, I love my little sister, and I don't want you to get hurt. Uh, and that's a big driving factor, or what becomes a big driving factor for the movie. Um, you have your just typical, like, hunter-gatherer-esque culture going on where people are going out, they're cutting roots and stuff, they know how to live off the land, they know how to do medicine and he, like you know fix wounds and stuff with the various things they can find lying around which comes into play later and then you have like groups of people that will go out at hunting parties and they'll go after everything from deer to uh mountain lions which yeah. it's pretty good yeah so that's like your, that's your basis for the context of the movie and that's where the predator gets kind of like dropped into uh, and i think for this one it really introduces you that he's searching for the strongest predator or the strongest prey for him mm-hmm. um, to get. Because you kind of see him at first. He's like going after the snake, then the wolf, then the bear, then eventually humans. He kind of like slowly goes up the pecking order because oh, yeah. it's not exactly sure if he knows what is the top food chain animal here. I don't think he does. He kind of shows up and just starts murdering things and then finds bigger things to then try to murder. Yeah. And he reminds me very much so of just like, I, I don't know, like, if he had a character, it's just like the, the typical brawler from any kind of medieval movie where he just like walks into the bar and is like, I want to fight that guy. Yeah. Um, And like, you just see him kind of progress through being tracked and stuff and all the, the evidence he leaves behind of just kind of stepping up and warming up what he's hunting and the, the trophies and stuff he's gathering. Yeah, and this is kind of where the girl gets her main storyline from, is who we are following, uh, and she's the tracker, kind of like the best tracker kind of of the group, and she's like, these aren't normal barefoot prints, this isn't normal blood, and starts kind of like piecing together that there's something bigger out there, and that she should go and take it down, uh, and that's kind of where her main motivation comes from, is that like, look, the guys aren't taking me seriously, 
or like no one in the village is taking me seriously that there's something bigger out there. So I need to go and take care of this. Well, I mean, it, it all. Yeah, and then she runs off on her own. And then after she goes AWOL, her brother sends two search parties for her. This is spoilers, by the way. We're, this is a very cut and dry movie, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Like, there's not much. There's no fluff. Yeah, it's just like, this is it. We're just getting right into it. So the brother sends out two search parties, and the search parties, they split up. One finds her, and they're like, you're coming back to the village. And she's like, no, there's something big and scary out of there. And they cite some, like, essentially the boogeyman, like, childhood story monster uh, to them. And, uh, you know, they laugh at her, and they're like, ha ha ha, you're crazy. And then they get attacked. And then, much to my surprise, nobody ran away. Yeah. Um, which was kind of like a, like, yeah, all right, yeah, you're, you're, you're all warriors. Even the, the French guys, when they were getting eviscerated none of them except like maybe one or two of them actually ran yeah but, like the one guy like pulls out a pocket knife and is like let's dance and i was just like oh my god i would not be doing that in that situation well i think it just shows the contrast and into a lot more of like the modern uh predator movies that they did is like just the the society and culture that is modern culture that running away is fine but in those contexts then like in your 18th century in your tracking groups and in your, in your Indian yeah. culture, like in, in, in the Dakotas, like that's not the thing you did. You, you know, you toughed up and you, you know, stood your ground or you're dying. There, there was a, a couple scenes too, where like, you know, what's coming next. Like when the kid is the laser pointers on him and you're yeah. just like, get out of the way, get out of the way. But like, they've never seen them before. So they have no idea what's coming next. And you're, you know, they drag it on and they build the tension and you're like, yeah, there's um, a lot of good tension moments, a lot of good, like, building, placing things earlier set in the story to then later on have there, better payoffs. Was, there was a ton of payoff in this movie. You want to talk about a movie that, like, they wrote it and they took themselves seriously when they wrote it? They they don't ex machina anything. Everything is built up and, like, given to you in advance. Uh, and you can kind of see the pieces come together. It starts with, like, there's this herb that kind of, like cool, like, slows your heart rate and makes you your body temperature go down which they use if you're like super wounded so that you don't bleed out right like it slows you down and then she finds out because she gives it to somebody that like oh we can't see him as long as he holds still when he's under the influence of whatever this drug is there's a mud pit that she falls into that's like this whole thing which i thought was a really fun scene because i was even like what's gonna happen here how is this gonna end like is, is, yeah. is she gonna die like i don't know it was it was really good yeah. Um, and like, there's, there's so much more to everything from, uh, when he was talking, like there's a conversation they have at the beginning of the movie about getting your bow string wet and how it messes with your bow and that plays into the movie later on. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of little yeah. tiny things that they just kept feeding you the whole way. And that to me is what I like to see in a movie. Cause it means like they didn't just throw in a bunch of fluff. They actually like intentionally had this dialogue intentionally inserted this scene, had a plan for this and yeah. it just seems really well put together. Yeah, your writers, your 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 story individual, your creatives definitely worked here to knit a very, like, here are all of our story threads. They're all important. They're all equally hold weight, and they're all carrying over. And it was just very rewarding as a viewer just to be able to watch that and see it come through again and again like, and again. In 90 minutes, too, no less. Yeah, like, it's an hour and a half. They... It's short, it's sweet, it's simple, it's enjoyable. Like, I'm not... Normally I get pretty bored with the Alien or Predator movies, 
like the only thing that really keeps me going is like the earlier ones with the models or some of the the absurd characters that they have oh like the, uh, you're talking like the the like rubber monster suit the, like the rubber monster suit but not even that like even like the personalities that they have like the ridley characters oh yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. those type of archetypes really just keep me engaged through all that cheesy sci-fi stuff but this is just it's very bare bones it's very real here's your your humans and they're just in a very bad situation because the predator just so happened to land in their area and they are been marked as uh Pray. Ooh, man, this would be fun to hunt me one of these. Yeah. Or a couple dozen. Or and an entire legion. You, you just really see the, I think, the enjoyment from the predator aspect, especially in the last fight with the Frenchman. You really get the sense that he's enjoying He's having himself everything. a good time. He's just like, ah, this is what I came to this world to do. Like, you could, you could like, if you shot the movie from the predator's perspective, it would be like a, um, uh... Uh, the Kingsman style, like, movie montage yes. of him just tearing through the... Or musical, sorry. Musical montage of him just, like, tearing through everyone. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's just, like, bouncing around, and he's playing with all of his gadgets and toys, and you can tell he's like, ooh, I'm glad I went to Cabela's and picked me up one of these before I came here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I got those really uh, floating, beeping bombs for this occasion. Kyle said I'd never use them, but Kyle's wrong. <laughs> I mean, my mom said the helmet was overkill. <laughs> I imagine the predator's mom sent him with the helmet. He's like, all right, mom, fine. fine. Ironically, the helmet's what killed him. I'm sure she's not happy about that. No, but like, I mean, the move, like, like, yeah, he's he's like, I mean, because they're fighting it head on, and that's what she inevitably ends up learning is that this thing will win every head on fight that you take with it. Mm-hmm. So you absolutely have to like make yourself as non a threat as possible and as invisible as possible and like ambush it and lead it into a trap. Yeah. And it it wasn't even like it wasn't like, oh there's muddy ground, I'll I'll trip the predator up there. It was like this is things that almost killed me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's enough to kill him. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of it comes down to what I saw throughout the movie is like her being defeated and then learning from it. Whether it was from getting attacked by the bear, getting, like, chased down by the predator the first time, getting yeah. captured by the Frenchman. And, lot, the like, and she just has to, like, go back and forth between learning and then, you know, coming back from that and using what she's learned to help her survive. And to me, that was, like, a really strong point of this is, like, oh, she's just not supermaning it. I was just or saying, or like, just like going through plot armor, she actually has to I was, learn. It's like she's not the the Mary Sue character that like everybody seems to be, and like why I hate Superman. Yeah, and like it's like you just have this person who's just just invincible, and there's just nothing that can bother them, and the plot demands that they live. But like she was like actually learning from all of her mistakes. She mm-hmm. started out like she started out like really good, and I was like, oh no, they're not going to do it, are they? And they didn't. She was good at what she did, but then she still had to learn so much from all yeah. of the other people. Not just, like, her things, but, like, she was still learning about the medicine stuff from, I believe it was her mother. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, she was learning how to hunt from her brother. And, like, she was learning how to deal with the predator from being chased by him over and over again and failing and, like, watching it hunt and, like, yeah. just this whole cycle of, like, and character development. She was learning how to use the flintlock gun. Yeah. Because it took her several tries to figure she out She failed how, the first time, yeah, too. The first couple times. Yeah, which was like, oh my gosh. Like, because you yeah. think, like, 
okay, yeah, you just had someone explain it to you. Nope, nope, she messed it up. She didn't know what she had to do. And there was like a moment like where we were watching it and I was like, oh, oh no, it just clicked. It didn't go bang. (laughs) And it's just like a lot of her learning, which is just really satisfying to see. I think you really see it between the first fight with the mountain lion and the end fight with the predator. She uses the same tactic, but learns that she needs to hide herself better mm-hmm. in order to get the predator this yeah. from the to bring time. the predator into her den instead of going to its yeah because that was like she she knew the ground right that's where she almost like she almost drowned earlier yeah and she like picked the spot because she knew it yeah and was like this is well and she put her bait mm-hmm. it in right where it was there, and yeah. then she made sure that she ate the the cool whatever blood or, i think they just called it or, orange leaves I'm yeah orange really leaves sure. like made sure she ingested that so her body temperature went really low in order to take down the predator whereas like before the cougar was just like ah you're there like i see you i know you're waiting for me i was sad I we you. didn't get the follow-up of that shot though unless i missed it i don't think we did yeah there's this really great shot in the beginning where when she's hunting the cougar the cougar and her are on uh, a tree and the tree divides the screen in half and they're on limbs on either side. And I was like, I looked over at Sean and I was like, we're going to get this shot later on in the movie, like yeah. of her and the predator. We didn't, unfortunately think that was a missed opportunity, but um, I think it was also her learning not to go up in the tree. Yeah. Not to take the thing head on. I think yeah. it's the, the thing there, but it was still would have been a cool shot to have. Um, but like to the point, it's like, she's not fighting like that anymore by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, one of the things I picked up on is I, when we get to watch a movie at home or even when we watch it in the theaters, we'll talk through the movie. You don't want us in a theater with you. No, I will constantly make sarcastic comments endlessly. And like, I didn't make that many for this movie. And the ones I did, they were immediately remedied. He was like, oh, that shield's going to take off her head. That's what it's made for. We've seen it happen before. And then she plans ahead for that happening. Well, I was like, I was like, you know, she's fighting the predator. The predator grabs her with his shield arm. And like, we had seen him cut a Frenchman's head off just by holding his arm and turning the shield on. I was like, oh, and now he's going to magically forget that he has this thing. And she like kicks off a rock, wedges her head in between two other rocks as the shield deploys. And I'm like, bravo. Bravo. <laughs> it was almost like they had someone like me sitting there and just sarcastically telling them what would happen and they were like, We'll we'll get we'll get that guy. When he says it, one second after is when we'll we'll slap him in the face. And that's how I felt, but it felt good. Yeah. Um I really I mean uh you could definitely tell it was a bit so I'm gonna say this, but I think it's better for movies like this. You could definitely tell it was a lower budget movie. Yeah. Um and I think that's really how these kind of movies should be. Because very little i mean there's a ton of cgi but like very little monster cgi he's invisible most of the time just kind of yeah. bopping about i think the only like the most cgi heavy thing was the uh animals the bear and the cougar. yeah um which is like that you could definitely tell they were cgi but it wasn't really like problematic yeah no. um they fit in well yeah i mean it's just like you just it's whatever it wasn't distracting but i mean like it i think it i i Either they really knew what they were doing or what I found is like, I mean, particularly when you think like the older Alien and Predator movies is like, it kind of sculpted how you think about the monster because you don't see the monster that often. And then in the end of the movie is when you see the monster the whole time. Yeah. And like, they definitely did that for this, whether that was because they knew what they were doing or also because of budgetary restrictions and limitations. Like the scene when they're running into the, the grass 
and you see them running, and then you just see the grass getting pushed down behind them. I love that. Yeah. I don't need the monster there. It's scarier when it's just the grass. Yeah. When I can't see what it is, and I just know there's something chasing them, I, ooh, that's, that's peak horror movie stuff for yeah. me. Um, I wouldn't really classify this as a horror movie. A thriller. Yeah, a thriller. thriller movie. Um, but that's like, that's, I think, was done really well. I didn't really, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I'd say it, that. It was really, I think, nice to see the, a sci-fi movie, like, just dabble its sci-fi in there. Like, you have this huge entire world that is grounded in reality, and you just, like, push this... Like, here's the Predator in a very, like, light, uh, like, sci-fi light way, which is nice that it's not, like, something overly heavy that, like, obviously Transformers is a different thing, but you can tell, like, how overly heavy sci-fi, the the presence of sci-fi is in, in those types of movies versus this. It's just, like, you can feel that it's real. You don't necessarily even need the Predator per se. You could have just had some big scary creature there. Uh, and you didn't need to even be an alien. You could have just had something that was just a, a scary, like yeah, it literally, literally mom. could have been yeah. some any any kind of medieval monster. Sasquatch. You could have had the Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have been just Sasquatch, and it wouldn't have made any difference except yeah. for the little like wrist gadgets and stuff. Like yeah. it was just a big scary monster that they didn't know how to deal with and was hunting them. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, it's interesting. I never yeah, because it's like you know you have low fantasy, which I think Game of Thrones is. I kind know of, oh, there's dragons and stuff. Never mind. Like, low fantasy is where it's just, like, yeah. it's, like, just slightly more magical than reality. Yeah. But, like, this would be, like, the sci-fi equivalent of that, where it was, yeah. like, it really didn't... You didn't have a guy sitting there soldering a whole bunch of stuff together, talking about how if they get 8.81 gigawatts, they're going to be able to travel <laughs> the monster half of its body backwards through time, and that's all they're going to get around its armor. Like, it's not anything yeah. ridiculous like that. It's just, no, I'm going to fight this thing, and, like, it bleeds, so it could die, Yeah. and I'm going to use an axe to do it. Yeah. Which I mean, like that predator man, he, I would not want to go out the way he went out. Like he just got hacked to pieces over a yeah. very long period of time. It's an unfortunate that his armor class was so high. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't hit him, but when they did, man, when they, they hit did, him hard. <laughs> they rolled a lot of nat twenties. Bullets don't matter, but I just accidentally sliced my own arm off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that was so great too because he definitely like the, the way they they had him like react was like that crap <laughs> damn it <laughs> he's just looking he like deployed his shield and he's just looking at his arm still stuck in the tree like I didn't ah. even get what I was hunting <laughs> damn it yeah that was that was good yeah. um, and I like too like how they like it wasn't like she bested him when he was at his full strength like right she had to pick away at him over time yeah. like it wasn't something that was just like I got the the winning killing blow which I thought I thought the gun to the head was gonna be the kill shot. Yeah. But it wasn't. And I was like, oh dear, oh oh dear, what happens now? <laughs> this kid's like good. an ultramarine headshot, it's just like, ah but tis a flesh wound, continue. <laughs> but yeah, we uh I mean I, I think the movie was fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Definitely just uh, a movie where you don't even need to really think a whole lot at all. You can just like watch it and be very entertained and satisfied with the payoffs that come because it's kind of just like they're there. And then you get something. And then you're like, oh wow, that was great. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's really good that I way. I mean, credit to the writers for an hour and a half. Like, I wanted the movie to be longer. I feel like it would have lost its magic going further more, like more yeah. time wise. But I mean, it. Yeah, I think it checked all the boxes for me as far yeah. as entertaining goes. I hope Hulu continues to do this because 
I mean, somebody's got to. Yeah. I mean, even like in the vein of this type of movie, not even necessarily like a predator style movie, just like this type of, of movie that it's just like, you have an hour and a half, get from point A to B, here's the... When was the last time we... I've seen an hour and a half runtime on a movie. Uh, an animated movie. Yeah. That's like, it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think... What was that short... Oh, hmm. I know we did watch one recently that was relatively short. I feel like one was an hour 45, but I can't remember what... Yeah, everything kind of was really long. It, this is me coming off... I started watching Lawrence of Arabia last night. I saw so that. that. I like went on HBO Max today and I was like, oh. I got to last oh hour and boy. I was like, I need, to, I need to pause. Somebody started um, an adventure. So this is, it was, it was, I definitely clocked out at a part of it, but to, I digress. But there's definitely that, like, that satisfying part. If you only, if your story is only an hour and a half long, you don't need to make it longer. You yeah. know, like some movies, like to their detriment, go longer because that's like what they feel like they need to do to cough, fit cough, in Avatar. Cough, cough. X thing. But like, if your story doesn't, demand it like why why shoot it if it's going to be as entertaining for an hour and a half as two hours or three hours like stick it with the hour and a half if you don't if you don't need it if you don't need it for your characters if you don't need it for your story hour and a half's great i also like how like the movie didn't feel the need to explain everything to us yeah like yes we understand the trappers are here for pelts that's we don't need someone to like monologue to us about how they're here to get gold I also liked how the French only spoke French. Yes. I think I've mentioned this in a couple podcasts ago, and there's a movie a friend of mine has recommended that I want to watch that kind of goes down the same vein. But the way movies handle languages, I find very interesting. I, um, one big critique that I hate of when, like, a, a U.S., like an American company makes, a, like, a foreign-style movie, be it, like, The Northman or something... I would much prefer that type of movie in its, like, original setting. Me, personally. Its language. Like, a, a Nordic or Slavic language. Alright, but then you're just, reading subtitles. Yes, yeah, yeah, which I'm, I'm fine with. But I just enjoy... If I want to be immersed in something, I want to be immersed. Like, if, I'm go, if I want to watch Mulan, if somebody does a live-action remake of Mulan... I want to go see that thing in like Cantonese or Mandarin. I don't want to. I don't want to. those languages. No, but I don't want to hear it in English. No, but like I think thing. the problem is though, but like, so like a film is a is a a visual spectacle, right? So like, if you're yeah. reading the entire, like, I think subtitles are great for dialogue. Like, if there's a scene, generally it's like war movies. You'll have like the usually the German generals will be talking, and there'll be subtitles at the bottom to let you know. Um, I think Inglorious Bastards did it pretty well where mm -hmm. he's speaking broken French to the guy at the beginning of the movie and he's like, oh, do you know English? Because I know English. Let's talk in English. Um, whereas, like, in this, it's just, like, the the acting of the actors lets you know what they were talking about. Yeah. And then you had the one guy who spoke her language and was trying to communicate with her yeah. to fill in the gaps. Um and to me, that's just, like, I like that. I would not want to go watch the Norsemen and them speak 
grunts the entire time and me have no idea what's going on. Screaming in German, killing each other. <laughs> I don't even know if they Nordic. spoke German. That, that... It's like, an, it'd have to be Nordic-esque. Whatever it is. I just, would want to see that. I mean... I should pay, I should see if they have that, actually. I need to dub it. One. I mean, like, you don't need a lot of dialogue in those movies. I thought this movie was going to be like that when we first started watching it. There's very little dialogue in the first Well, because at minutes. first it starts off with her talking in Dakota or... Yeah, whatever the... I don't uh, know. Whatever their tribe the was. Is. Um... But I was really hoping that it would be one of those movies where there isn't a lot of talking. And there's several scenes where they kind of like, they have hand signals they use when they're hunting because they don't want to alert the animals. Yeah. And um, like I could have been, I would have been full okay with a movie with very little talking in it. Yeah. And them kind of just going through because you really didn't need it. There really wasn't that much dialogue. No, not a whole um, lot. Because it's a lot of her alone in the woods with the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, that just is like, she's just a troublemaker. She's just John Wick. With the dog that helps her out. I was waiting for the predator to kill the dog and then for her to go full John Wick. Again, yeah. would have also respected that that aspect of that. Till I took but we're glad that that didn't happen because yeah, puppy was, was good puppy. But yeah, the they um yeah because they made they made the core language of the movie English. English, yeah. With the what her tribe spoke, um. So then everyone else was just was foreign. Yeah. Um. But the movie that I want to watch at some point, one of my coworkers recommended to me, is uh, the Thirteenth Warrior. I think it's an older movie. Um, and essentially this guy is, I believe he's in the Middle East, and they go on this journey up north, and he's with all of these, like, these warriors. Mm-hmm. There's 12 of them, and, like, the, the the oracle says you need a 13th. So they randomly pick him, and he doesn't speak their language. Mm-hmm. So during the course of the movie, everyone's speaking gibberish, and then they're speaking broken English, and then they're speaking English as he learns their language. Ah. And I'm like... That's kind oh, of cool. excuse me. Really about, like I don't know. I just one of the things I've always found interesting is how they handle languages in movies. So yeah, me wishing they spoke Arabic in Lawrence of Arabia, but everyone knew that wasn't going to happen in the fifties, sixties. Well, like I mean, you just need a bunch of. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's it, one of my favorite movies, though. What? There's Why? like one whole. I'll, we'll talk about it after this. Maybe okay, a whole fine. whole podcast. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, great movie. Super fun. Super entertaining. Yeah, uh, go see it. Please do. Encourage yeah. them to make more of these. Yeah. Um, absolutely love this. I, I like the sci-fi Predator alien franchise, and I'd love to see them bring it back in this kind of way. So Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys in the next one.